When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Friday feels good. Mm-hmm. A lot to get to today. A lot of fun to have today. Uh, where do you want to start, David? Uh, we'll start here. Uh, well, one, the House of Representatives unanimously voted to declassify some of the documents related to the origins of COVID-19. Okay, they can follow polls. That's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, Good I job. Mean, that is wild. It heads to Joe Biden's desk for signature. Setting up a potential showdown on Capitol Hill. Why wouldn't he want it to come out? Oh, well, because the, the checks haven't all cleared <laughs> from the Communist Party. No, no, I don't know. I think it's it's very interesting. But whenever there's something unanimous, uh, I get a little bit worried about what else is up. I really do, man. And I know we can get really cynical. I think it's a hey, people can read polls because the American people say, yes, we should know this stuff. And people do want to get reelected. You don't want that held against you at some mm-hmm. point in time in a future yeah. election. So, I mean, it should be unanimous. We should want to know how this thing started. Yes. So, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and, of course, an update from what was talked about earlier in the week from the former CDC director, Robert Redfield, said, I was shut out of these conversations. When Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins from the NIH, uh, they didn't want me involved, even though I was the CDC director, about the origins. What he said. Yeah. And, and now Fauci says what? Uh, he said, well, no, I didn't have anything to do with that. And, and Robert Redfield's uh, belief is that he was shut out of that early 2020 conversation uh, because he thought it came out of that lab. So Dr. Anthony Fauci, he was asked about it on Fox News. He says, hey, I never blocked anyone from this call, and he didn't even put that one big meeting together. Neil Cavuto followed up like this. Okay. Did you decide to be in that call, or did these other virologists? Neil, I just said it. I didn't have anything to do about the decision who would be on the call. You didn't know going into the call that the CDC director would not be part of that call. Do you think he should have been? Uh, well, I mean, retrospectively, it would have been okay to have him on the call, of course, but I didn't put him or take him off. And it's really disturbing that in a public hearing of a congressional hearing, he makes an accusatory statement that has no basis whatsoever in reality. But another point, Neil, that's important. Okay, no, how many times have you said crap like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's Follow the emails. That's all you have to do to know what the real truth is here. He said in his own mind that he was kept out because he was of the opinion that this might be a lab leak. Half the people on the call 
were of the opinion that it might be a lab leak. So his rationale of why he thought he was excluded is an invalid rationale. So it's really unfortunate that he made those statements. He's a good guy. I've known well, hold on. If half the people on the call thought it was a lab leak, mm-hmm. then why did you squash everyone's opinion and put out, you know... <laughs> A whole report saying that it was a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I, I like that. that. That's a very interesting filter that he just ran that through. Because, yeah, a lot of the people, or I guess I'll, I'll just use his percentage, half the people on the call believed it came out of that lab. And based on other emails that have been released and based on other testimony that we've heard, it sounded like half those people thought it might be the lab leak, and their reaction was, oh, crap, how do we cover this up? Yes. So that's well, not actually trying to get to the bottom of the truth no. of what happened. It was like, oh, my gosh, okay, we got we to figure something out here. Half of them, half of them, by the way, thought that, and then he threatened to pull the funding, and then they all thought it was, oh, it's just bats. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, man. You look at the timeline of Give the funding of some of these that. guys. Of course. Stop. He made those statements. He's a good guy. I've known him for years. Uh-huh. I'm so... I mean, I'm just really a little bit disturbed about why he said that, which it was completely untrue. Uh-huh. Everything's untrue with this guy. Yeah, it's it's always other people. Never me. No, it's all these everybody people. Else I am the science, though, and right. when you're the science, they just happen to go after you. <laughs> sure they do. Uh, meanwhile, uh, in the upside-down world, it's Republicans that are calling for the defunding of police departments. Yeah, Joe Biden gave a speech yesterday and made this wild claim. Okay, roll it. MAGA Republicans are calling for defunding the police departments and defunding the FBI now. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Where does this come from? No, Just he made it up. again? No, he made it up. Okay. He's lying. He's a liar who lies all the time. That's been his career for the last several decades. Is it because the integrity of the FBI is being called into question now? Well, that, that is too. Is that why he's saying that? Yeah. And I'm trying to figure that one out. I think, yeah, I mean, there are Republicans, there are a few Republicans who actually do want to dismantle the FBI because it, it, they, from their perspective, uh, it can't be reformed. You got to you gotta bulldoze it, basically, because the leadership is so rotten uh, yeah. and they're so ineffective at, at stopping threats, at identifying threats, and they spend a lot of time setting people up to commit acts of terrorism or convincing people that that's a good idea. I mean, and that's nothing new. That's been going on, again, for decades. And, you know, just within or in the 21st century, I mean, it was uh, young Muslim men in the United States that they were pushing towards radicalization so that they could get a win on the scoreboard with fighting domestic, uh, fighting extremism. It was the fake kidnapping plot of the governor of Michigan then with these, like, goobers in michigan who were these like wannabe militiamen they're like hey why don't we try to kidnap this okay mr fed um well and one guy had been stoned for years nonstop (laughs) in that group to read about the drug use was unreal yeah saying easily persuasive as long as you had a bag of weed and he'd say anything (laughs) even even during the 2020 uh summer of love there's a big report from The Intercept where the feds infiltrated some of the more radical elements associated with Black Lives Matter to try to get them to commit acts of terrorism. Yes, only to get bailed out by the vice president. Right. And other Democratic leaders. <laughs> Dude, you couldn't make it up. No. Okay. 
So more on that a little bit later. Also, and I think it's probably true that in retrospect, everything with the Twitter files is going to be a big story down the line. And it's strange right now because it has not been covered very much from legacy media. But it's a big deal, and I think there was a lot on display yesterday with Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, guys that are, you know, at best, I mean, not far left, but certainly leaning left as journalists throughout their whole career. But now they're the enemy of the left because they're telling the truth. Well, you did notice they were both white guys, though. So? (laughs) Supremacist. Come on. Okay. That's what it's about. They, They did this whole thing. As far as acting as a liberal journalist for years for this moment, mm-hmm. because they were always white supremacists in training. Right, that's right. Of well, course. yeah, it's, it's called the long con. Don't you know anything about spycraft? Right. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have a clip of a Democratic rep, Sylvia Garcia, asking what? Yeah, well, uh, we'll just get to this. Yeah, this was the uh, uh, hearing in the House of Representatives on the weaponization of the FBI to silence dissenting voices. Uh, featuring two of the journalists who covered the Twitter files, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger. And Democrats, they looked like absolute fools who had no idea what they were talking about. Uh, Here's Democratic Representative Sylvia Garcia grilling Michael Schellenberger. Okay. You also said that you were invited by a friend, Barry Weiss? My friend Barry Weiss. So this friend works for Twitter, or what is what is her? Oh my goodness! She's a journalist, sir. I didn't ask you a question. I'm I'm now asking Mr. Schellenberger a question. Please yes, ma'am. Barry Weiss is a journalist. I'm sorry, sir. She's a journalist. She's a journalist. So you work in concert with her? Um, how dumb is this person? Yeah, extremely dumb. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Do you know when she first uh, was contacted by Mr. Musk? I I don't know. You don't know. So you're in this as a threesome? Uh Uh-oh. There was many more people involved than that. (laughs) (laughs) Schellenberger was a pro there, man. I know. How do you not just say, would you like to rephrase that, Representative, with all due respect? I don't think I could have had the maturity to not just say, excuse me. (laughs) What was that again? What are you asking exactly? (laughs) Just curious. Hmm. Wow. It was more like a tag team thing. Somebody got tired, we just tagged in. Yeah. Oh, boy. Golly. You know that dope? Who? What, what's that lady's name? The one that was saying it is so-called journalist. Oh, I don't remember her name. Some some backbencher representative yes. Democrat. From the islands. Yeah. Yeah. Taibi answered that. Well, he says her name. Um, and the way he answered this, I thought this was really good because not only does... He take issue with being a so-called journalist. He kind of encapsulates the whole thing. Ranking member Plaskett, um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the I.F. Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written 10 books, including four New York Times bestsellers. <laughs> the original promise of the Internet was that it might democratize the exchange of information globally. A free Internet would overwhelm all attempts to control information flow. Its very existence a threat to anti-democratic forms of government everywhere. What we found in the files was a sweeping effort to reverse that promise and use machine learning and other tools to turn the Internet into an instrument of censorship and social control. Unfortunately, our own government appears to be playing a lead role. Yes. He just said that in a short amount of time, and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's what the country's really founded on. 
and you have the government trying to stop it, the flow of information, and control what people can say and what they can read. And I don't know why everyone is not outraged by that. But I guess there are enough people in the country brainwashed to think, well, if we just silence the, quote, bad people, then it's going to be some sort of utopia. No, this has to be stopped. I mean, now. And that's one of the reasons, you know, these guys that have been held in high regard, Taibbi and Schellenberger, all of a sudden they're enemies. It's like Elon Musk. Yeah. He was loved. Until all of a sudden he's like, you know, these policies from the left are freaking stupid. <laughs> they really are. I mean, this is nonsense and starts calling it out and then buys Twitter. Oh, they freak out. Yeah, it's like the reason they left California with Tesla and his companies. Oh, like, yeah. Th- th- this is stupid. I can't keep a company here. I'll go to Texas. Why do I do business in a state that hates me? Yeah. Sure. Why would I do that? I have options. And now... You see his plans for outside of Austin? What he's going to do in Texas? Oh, they build his own city? Yes. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that, David? To, well, to me, I, I, hey, go for it. If he wants to do it, go for it. Uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see how it all works out. I, you know. I, I he don't wants really all the have employees of all his companies it. to have, you know, this place where you're going to have nice homes, yeah. not crazy prices. You can make a good living. Mm-hmm. And we can do that in Texas. I so just, I was thinking, man, I you know, I thought you would think that was cool, but at the same time, I thought you also may think, hey, you're going to bring a lot of stupid thinking people. No, I don't think to so. our state. No, okay. because the the far left liberals will not. I mean, they're they're whining because they were some of the first to buy Teslas, and now they feel like it's a mark of shame. They're not moving to Elon Musk town. I, for one, can't wait to settle down in Walmart, Texas. Why is say that? that? I, well, low prices. Yeah, of course, always. Every everyday low prices, too, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I think that's going to be really interesting with where Austin is at, at least currently. Okay, uh, man, there's a lot to get to today. Another news update. Uh, Maine, a vegan there, lost their <laughs> license plate because it's obscene. David has that story straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Hey, not trying to stir up fear. Just reading the news today. I've seen the Wall Street Journal. Saudi Arabia and Iran, they've restored relations. Yeah. It's been chilly for years. You know who brokered that deal? Dennis Rodman. China. China. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're a peaceful group. You know, now... bring people together. Now would be a great time for the Biden administration to quit worrying about what green weenie activists think and start really, really unleashing American energy production. That'd be a really yeah. good idea because that stuff doesn't just start overnight. And if, if Iran and Saudi Arabia and China are all kind of getting together and being all cozy, uh, yeah, maybe it's time to start really looking forward to the future and realizing that we cannot depend <clears throat> on the rest of the world to take care of us. No. Boy, in Iran, 
all the weapons to Russia right now. Mm -hmm. And China also supporting Russia. And you probably saw all the latest bombing Russia has done in Ukraine. And, you know, different people have brought up the point, hey, I thought, I thought Ukraine was winning this thing. All of a sudden, it doesn't look like Ukraine's winning this thing. And then you had Zelensky last night saying, hey, where, where's the Jets? Yeah. Along with Benny. We need some help here. <laughs> but, but, but Biden and the Jets. <laughs> Jets. Shh. Like, oh, we need it now. I mean, where is yeah. it? Come on. Where is it at? Right. Very troubling. This guy always asks for something new. And another story out there. I don't know if you saw. But we, the United States, are now looking into whether it was this pro-Ukraine group that had the big role in the Nord Stream explosions. Exactly. Because Germany has now said, it wasn't Russia. They didn't do it. Because we were trying to run with that as best we could. Mm-hmm. Our media and our government. And now, so that's gone. Well, it wasn't us. Okay, so maybe it was this pro-Ukraine group. Well, who is it? Right. Well, we don't know. Is that Would that be the United States, maybe? Potentially? Well, no, but somebody else. I'm, I'm waiting for him to yeah. blame the Proud Boys. <laughs> oh yeah those guys did it yes those guys did it oh goodness it wasn't us it was them the warriors they did it that's that's why you haven't seen the QAnon shaman on cnn lately it's, it's, that's right yeah, he yeah. was actually diving deep underwater to blow up those pipes <laughs> that's right okay you mentioned this story david you have it somebody lost their license plate because it was yeah. obscene yeah so so the backstory on this is that in the state of maine for several years it's uh, I wouldn't call it a total free for all, but it's pretty close when it when it came to issuing vanity plates. Like mm-hmm. you could put a whole lot of different things on there. They weren't very strict about it. So uh, th- there's been a bit of a, a controversy about that because you know the B word showing up, some some uh, unsavory messages are being put on state license plates and whatnot. So the state is now reversing course and they're cracking down on it and they're reviewing things. They reviewed the uh, license plate and rejected now of a vegan guy whose license plate read love tofu. It was L-U-V tofu. Except when you see it spelled out, it looks like love to F-U. Yeah, it does too. That's the first thing I thought when I saw it. (laughs) I'm like, how do you ever get that? (laughs) (laughs) All I can think is... uh, Man, you're trying to say, hey, these pornographic books in the grade school, don't yeah. worry about that, but this I love tofu thing, this is over the line. Gotta go. It's just absolutely too much. <laughs> I can't have it. Kids will see it, and golly, it'll wreck them. By the way, uh, critical race theory being taught in schools, getting by laws, you know how they do it? We'll get to that and much more. Straight ahead right there. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, a Gen Xer, a millennial. 
and a sexy boomer. Somehow trying to make this thing work. It's kind of crazy. But it sure is fun. I uh, saw this story. Uh, you know how Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, he a big enemy of critical race theory. Yeah. And transgender activism. He would fight it, do something about it. Mm-hmm. And people have been cheering him on across the country. Good for him. I see this headline at the Wall Street Journal. How a teacher's union promotes critical race theory. What? A toolkit tells teachers how to push radical ideology on children despite Governor Yunkin's ban. Hey, but CRT's not taught in That's schools. Right, we, exactly. we all know that. This is the point we've been trying to make for years. <laughs> they fall on this all the time. There's no textbook that says CRT. We don't teach that. It's not that you openly go, hey, here's your CRT test or quiz or textbook. It's that you slide it in all the time. Well, the Black Lives Matter at School organization promotes an annual week of action that took place February 6th through the 10th this year. Encourages its members to participate and offered an instruction manual, quote, to be used as a resource guide for advancing racial justice Mm -hmm. in Virginia schools. Okay. By advancing racial justice, she means following the politicized agenda of the Black Lives Matter movement. The materials show this isn't an attempt to teach black history as part of American history or to fill in the gaps in black history that no doubt have existed in instruction in the past. I don't know, has it? Say it has. Instead, the toolkit promotes 13 guiding principles Mm -hmm. of the BLM movement. Include, quote, working towards a queer-affirming network where heteronormative thinking no longer exists. Okay. Mm -hmm. Destroying the family. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable no one caught on to this Black Lives Matter stuff when it was at the height of its power. But the fact that it's still out there after everything has been uncovered is crazy to me. Well, I, I think a lot of it, too, is with them openly saying we don't teach CRT and then people just taking it their word. Dude. And, and it's under the guise of something else. It's about Marxism. Well, I know, they haven't I know helped that. any black people in the inner city across the country. What have they done? Well, some people have made a ton of money on this. Oh, yes. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we got mansions. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, the 1619 Project lady, bad historian, bad writer, but celebrated by the left. is a Virginia school district that paid her like $30,000 to give a speech. Yeah, and then they took her speech off the website, <laughs> like the recording <laughs> of it. And why is that, David? Hmm. Hmm. Well, there may be a financial interest, and hey, you can't just give this stuff away. I, I you know, <laughs> Nicole Hannah Jones wants to be sure to get the next thirty thousand dollar a speech payday. Wow. Um, also, in this toolkit in Virginia. Um, the disruption of Western nuclear family dynamics and a return to the collective village that takes care of each other. Why do you call them communists? Hmm, I don't know. (laughs) It's not your kids. It's the community's kids. Well, that's Hillary Clinton, remember? Takes a village. Yes, takes a village, because a lot of people in the village want to dilly your kids. And that's what happens in the end. We see it more and more. Uh, by the way, in this story, it does say, and you'd have to agree, the idea that the, quote, nuclear family is a Western construct would certainly surprise Chinese, Indians, or Koreans. Yes, it would. Well, yeah. 
But of course, on the left, well, that's a Western construct. Patriarchy. And it goes on. So it's not like you can even make these laws and think, okay, we've taken care of the CRT in this state. There are still forces at work to indoctrinate your kids. Well, and and what needs to happen is you need to uh, have someone with the legal authority to go in. And when when people are caught doing that, they no longer work at the school district. You're gone. Now, I understand that's a tall order and really hard to do legally. Uh, Part of it starts with a... The necessity, in my opinion, for a relentless campaign to disband teachers' unions. Well, you can do that. The other thing that I thought, and I know I'll get called crazy for it, but it's against the law to teach it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's against the law to do certain things with kids. You should be arrested. You're teaching this crap? Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to teach that crap to kids. No. You're arrested. It's against the law. If you have some guy talking to, you know, an eight-year-old girl about sex, about her private parts, mm-hmm. would a lot of people like to see that guy arrested? Yeah, I think that's that's different than trying to sneak in critical race theory or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, that to me, I that yes, if you're talking to a kid about their genitals. It's you, clear what you can teach and what yeah. you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I think that at, at least they should be removed from their positions. Yeah, that's yeah you got to be fired. You're not going to be able to arrest people for teaching curriculum that's not arrest and public allowed. caning. <laughs> I think I'm just going to keep going and adding there you on. Go. <laughs> public caning instead of arrest, maybe. <laughs> they hate you. They hate God and damn them to hell. See, just exactly throwing out the arrest thing. All of a sudden. <laughs> My two bros are looking at me like, oh, man, I think that might be a little much. No, you, you can't arrest people for bad ideas. If it's against the law. Do you know how many prisons we'd have to build? Do you know how many prisons we'd have to build? Do you have to arrest people for bad ideas? Well, there's one All thing, the man, jobs that could listen, be created. There, there are bad ideas, and there's indoctrinating kids. Oh, I, I, I know. I know what you mean. I know exactly. What I, I just don't think you can just sort of lay back. Well, I suppose their intentions are good. No, they're not. They're freaking evil. All right, you ready? Yeah. It's that roll. time of day. We're looking at stories all over the place. You're wondering, okay, maybe this isn't the biggest story, but it's, it caught my attention. So, David, today, what's your story? This actually kind of dovetails off of what you were talking about. Not a, not arresting teachers, but it uh, about Virginia. And uh, the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, did a town hall on CNN. Uh, It was hosted by Jake Tapper. Uh, This, to me, is a perfect example of why Republicans need to stop doing stuff like this. There is no upside. You are never going to convince the CNN audience that that you're a good guy because what they do, and we've seen this so many times, is they seed in people who are quote-unquote Republican voters. Oh, right. But, I mean, it's all about attacking you. That's It's it. a rigged game. The entire point is to try to get you to slip up and say something, and they can take it out of context and make you look like a monster. And I'm sick and tired of seeing I like Glenn Youngkin. I'm sick and tired of seeing guys like him thrown to the wolves mm-hmm. because he thinks that there's some win in going on CNN of all places. But I, I just want to demonstrate where I'm going with this or why I feel this way, here is a montage of the questions that were asked to Governor Yunkin of Virginia. Why are teachers, which, as you know, are so hard to come by right now, 
so underpaid. Do you agree that there is an unspoken culture of racism and implicit bias against teachers of color within school districts? So why not eliminate the requirement to say the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning of each day? Look at me. I am a transgender man. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, well, this is a bipartisan. There's independent voters. There's Republican voters. There's Democrat voters. No, there's not. Come on, man. What a joke. I think you're right, though. Yeah. You're just not going to win doing that. You ice them out, man. I think that's one of the best things that DeSantis has done uh, in Florida is, hey, Washington Post wants to do an interview with you. No, not until you uh, retract all the stories that you've written about me that are false. Did that with NBC as well. Dude, you remember the first time the failing New York Times called? Wanted me to give a quote? Oh, yeah. There's no win in that. No, no there's not. They're going to twist anything you say. Yeah. No, jam it. I remember the, uh, yeah, the, the one of them was, I hear you calling us the failing New York Times. <laughs> I would like to discuss the fake news thing. Oh, no, dude, no way. Uh, uh, there was an uh, election going on in Mississippi years ago, and Craig Melvin's producer on MSNBC emailed me to ask for expert opinion on the state of Mississippi politics. I'm just like, yes. dude. Dude, I'm yeah. not in Mississippi. They they Googled. We have affiliates in Mississippi, of course, but right. I but I don't live there. I'm I'm not the guy that you're looking for. You dope moron. Right. Well, I think it was also a conservative point of view, and it had to do with Portland and the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter, like where it is. They're going to twist what you say. Absolutely. I've seen the game too many times. You know, I've gone through today, and no one's made an ass of me yet. So yeah, I'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, what's your story? Well, my story involves National Women's Day or International Women's Day. What is it? Women's Day or International Women's Day? International. What was it yesterday? International. Yeah. Worldwide. On Wednesday, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's Women's Month, and then a lot of politicians are making hay here. Yeah. One of those is a female politician, House Democrat Minority Whip Catherine Clark. She's a doozy. Massachusetts Congresswoman who's been serving her constituents since she won the special election in 2013. Very prestigious position she's in, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday, she was talking about uh, National Women's Day, and she said, uh, the faces of power are changing. When I arrived in Congress, security reportedly stopped me every day and said, hey, spouses aren't allowed on the floor. Now there are more women in Congress than ever, 93 strong in the House, of, House Democrats, including these incredible new leaders. Hashtag Women's History Month. Nice try. When you arrived in Congress, there were 20 women senators and 80 congresswomen. Nice try. The security guards stopped you every day. Now, it makes for a great story, doesn't it? (laughs) I mean, none of this matters. It's all about gender slander. That's what it is. The whole girl boss beats the misogynistic evil guards every day. Yeah. That's the narrative, and it's boring as hell. But keep saying it over and over and over again. Well, for my story... It was something that I happened to see on YouTube. I understand that they know the algorithms and they know what you might like to see. And it wasn't that long ago. I think it was last weekend. I was watching some different videos on Thomas Sowell. And so this popped up. And this is a group called the Cartier family. It's five young black dudes. And as far as I can tell, I'm trying to figure out exactly what they've done. They've got like hundreds of thousands of followers. Wow. They just react to stuff. And so I'm reading the comments of the video that I saw, and it was, man, love. These are real conversations that actual people have or that people should be having. And, you know, kudos to you guys. 
So I'll set it up like this. They're watching Thomas Sowell. And I think for some of those guys, it was the first time they had seen him. As the video's rolling, one of the things that caught my attention was they were playing the video of the Hollywood elite during the summer of 2020 saying, I take responsibility for black lives. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Dude, I, remember that. The, I do too. The yeah. reaction from these dudes is so awesome. I'll just play you part of it. What the hell? <laughs> it's that Black Lives Matter. Hey, turn this man. Hold on. Hold on, man. Let it run. Let it run. Let's cash out. Responsibility. responsibility. Black people are being slaughtered in the streets. So they're watching this going, huh? <laughs> Why are you saying that for you? You don't understand it. And so then they're going, okay, let's get back to the Thomas Sowell stuff. And so they're watching this. Uh, now, I don't think that the, the white liberals are, are doing this deliberately, but I think the net is also the same. They are cheering blacks on and doing and doing things that are absolutely self-destructive. Damn. I agree. Can we pause? Jeez. What are they? So, Brent, I want to ask you a question, right? Ask you. Uh, hmm? so okay, up? so the question he's going to ask his buddy, because you can kind of figure out there's two of these guys that are really into this conversation. The other guys are too, but there's two that sort of take the lead. One of the lead-ups was Soul talking about um, black culture um, or what is known as black culture in the United States is a ton of BS. It, it came from whites in the South, which actually started in Europe. And it was this dumbed-down mentality. It's not from the roots of Africa. And he had laid this whole thing out and saying that you know, in history, whether it was IQ, anything else, blacks did just as well. Okay. But they adopted the, you could say, redneck Southern culture and held on to it and then glorified it in urban cities. And so as they're watching this, you know, get laid out, then they have this conversation. So oftentimes, oftentimes you would say that we got to get out of this victim mindset, right? That how blacks, we often blame, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're the problem, right? We got to stop blaming the white man for that. But based on based on what he said, does that change your mindset in the sense of, like, that is white liberals causing the I harm? Mean, I mean, they so kind of, they they, how are like, they causing they, the harm? They're not really causing they, the harm they because they are, they're also yeah. perpetuating that victim mindset, as you just heard. That was That's my Black question. Lives Matter video, them in support yeah. of that. I'm sorry. Oh, it's our yeah. What? Yeah. Now they're saying it's our fault that you're a victim. Yeah. We're not victims. The The one dude is just cutting up the whole time. The one dude is just hilarious. Because he's always making these faces like, huh? White liberals are the ones saying BLM. They're the ones saying all cops are bad. That's promoting that victimhood mentality. That's what I'm asking. I'm not going to put that on them, but they're also enabling that victimhood mentality. Gotcha, okay. So you see they're enabling it. Okay. White liberal will tell you, oh, you're a victim. You have it harder because of your skin. They'll tell you that shit. It's brainwashing you, bro. It's not. They're brainwashing you, bro. People are figuring that out, man. People who are on that are embarrassed by their participation at this point in time or not. You got to be. If they watch that, that video so with those guys clowning cringy, on them. man. <laughs> Golly. Love that. Okay. News update straight ahead right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. 
The LA Times said what? Oh, white people are polluting the air breathed by black people. If you're white that. and you live in the Los Angeles area, you are uh, polluting black people's neighborhoods. And and what they do is what they looked at was a study, of course, done at uh, I think it's done at USC. Yeah, uh, they claim that. Uh, people who live in Los Angeles who drive more tend to be exposed to less air pollution because they live in areas that aren't basically in a bowl where the smog all settles. Now, okay. there's a lot of you know geographical and meteorological explanations for that. One being they don't live in a bowl where the smog settles. They live where ocean breezes come in and clear out any smog. The other thing, so what they claim is that, well, all these people also commute more. And so they're driving through black and brown neighborhoods on their way to work and whatnot, and you're poisoning black people. (laughs) Here's the thing. The way they got to that was that they counted some Hispanics as white. (laughs) What have you got to do to make the math work for you? (laughs) (laughs) You can't make it up. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. What going on today? Who's a liar? Who called who a liar? What? <laughs> Who's a liar? What now? Oh, Adam Schiff. Ha, uh, Adam this Schiff is called somebody a liar. <laughs> this is incredible. Okay, so Tucker Carlson on Fox News has been rolling out unseen footage from the Capitol riot, including video that shows uh, Capitol Police literally escorting the QAnon shaman guy around through the building, like checking to see if doors are unlocked to let him into the Senate. Uh, and Democrat Representative Adam Schiff, one of the top Russia truthers in the House of Representatives, I might argue the top Russia truther with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, he weaponized the Intelligence Committee to convince people that Donald Trump was a Russian spy, and he is mad because Tucker Carlson is saying things that we didn't say on the January 6th committee. <laughs> okay, roll it. The power of repetition. Uh, is such that, you know, people like Tucker Carlson, who know they're lying to the public, can convince tens of millions of people of those lies. He called them fine people, the (laughs) neo-Nazis. What'd you say about repeating a lie over and over and over there, uh, Schiff? Uh, I I tell you, it's been really uh, illuminating to me about other periods of history where you had other liars use a powerful megaphone we go. and convince uh. millions that they can't believe what they've seen. Hitler. I bet it was real eye-opener, Adam. <laughs> uh, and you wonder, how is that possible? And now we see how that's possible. Uh, when you have people who have no uh, no love of country, no, no patriotic fiber, when it's just all <laughs> about the money, um, then this is what happens. Shameless. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go with the theme of the show today. Arrest him. <laughs> okay? Just send him to jail. Well, well, you want to talk about the power of repetition and a lie. I've put together a little montage of Adam Schiff 
Hawaii oh. talking about Russian collusion with Donald Trump. Hmm. Well, we should enjoy that. The Trump campaign colluded with Russia. This is part of a concerted uh, Russian influence operation that it that never stopped. There's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. There is significant evidence on the issue of collusion. I can't go into the particulars. Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but there is more than circumstantial evidence. And that is pretty damning. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to me you broke the law, Adam. This guy went out there saying, hey, I'm the chair of the Intelligence Committee in the House of Representatives. Obviously, I know what I'm talking about. Now, I can't tell you the details because obviously, you know, Intelligence Committee, some of this stuff is classified. I'm super important. But I'm Mm going to tell you that, yes, Donald Trump worked with the Russians to steal the 2016 election. Over and over and over, this guy did this. Yes, and he knew better. It's not like, oh, you know what? I was wrong on the uh, information. Right. No, right. he knew it the whole time. He had he just the flat info. out lied and lied under oath. Arrest him. <laughs> I'm half joking. Well, in his From state the... too, it is illegal to be a bug-eyed pie face. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Man, Dude, that's, that's taking a... another step, isn't it? That's a pie face. What do you mean by pie face? Some it's people like a get pie confused. Tin. His face is round like a pie tin. It is round. Round. Okay, pie got face. it. Yeah, because some people, I think, visualize this slice of pie. You're saying the whole thing. No, no you got the whole big yes, old round. pie there. Yeah, got with it. With big old bug eyes in it. Yeah. Yep. By the way, I don't know if you saw Trump was in the news. And, of course, Legacy Media is going to pick this up. I don't know if anything comes of this. It's the New York prosecutors saying that Trump will likely face criminal charges. Oh, God. Here we go again. And what? He's been, he's been going to face criminal charges. Dude. 8,000 times. That's the thing. And I can't even keep track of how many different lawsuits are out there right now. Oh, gosh. I mean, they just throw them at him one after another after another. And most of this stuff, as we've seen, ends up getting thrown out. So you're always trying to figure out, okay, what's real, what's not. Um, and this has to do, again, I thought this whole episode was over um, by now, was the Stormy Daniels thing. Yeah. You know? So, uh, he still denies that anything ever happened, by the way. Um, but I happened to see his reaction on Truth Social and then made note of it. Here, let me grab this. Do you want to hear what he said? Oh, sure. Of course I do. I figured you did. Okay. So, these people are saying, you know, it's this hush money... And because of the hush money and different facets of it with Michael Cohen, it's illegal. This could be criminal charges. And (laughs) Trump writes, I did absolutely nothing wrong. I never had an affair with Stormy Daniels, nor would I have wanted to. This is a political witch hunt trying to take down the leading candidate by far in the Republican Party, while at the same time also leading all Democrats in the polls, including Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Congress and numerous Democrat district attorneys, attorneys general, and the Department of Injustice itself (laughs) (laughs) should place top DOJ prosecutors into the Manhattan district attorney's office in order to, quote, unquote, get Trump. I found I did nothing wrong. I'm leading up to something that's very important. All right. Now they fall back on the old and rebuked case, which has been rejected by every prosecutor's office that has looked at this stormy, horse-faced Daniels matter. Oh, God. Where I relied on counsel in order to resolve this extortion of me, which took place a long time ago. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
Have you guys seen that part of it? Yes. No, that's oh, why I, I that. that's why I captured it. I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> Stormy horse face Daniels. <laughs> okay. Golly. In her line of work, most people are not looking at her face. Uh, no. <laughs> I I'm like, okay. It just never is, does it. You know, man. Holy the, mackerel. Every, <laughs> okay. every time that stuff comes up, I just can't help but remember the focus group that was done years ago. You got a bunch of ladies in Dallas. In Texas. Yeah. Yes, I remember it too. And, and the question, that was on 60 Minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. And the question was about Stormy Daniels, and it's like all these ladies, they're all Christian, and you know they're saying, well, do you have a problem with this? And... The ladies were like, well, she's probably making it up. and But, well, what if she's not making it up? Well, who cares? We're not electing a choir boy. Yeah. I mean, between him and Hillary. Okay. <laughs> well, in that case, uh, I guess. You're getting it right from the horse's mouth. You know how sometimes the, the, the derby horses have, like, cool names? I mean, if, if a guy would name one Stormy Daniels... <laughs> I would pop all kinds of dough on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to your point. Uh, speaking of weird relationships, okay, so yesterday there was this story about Tiger Woods. We mentioned it briefly. And so from what we talked about yesterday, what was your takeaway from it, if anything? That, I'm I mean, not surprised by anything. That, that it was a relationship. That, I was surprised by the ended. length of the relationship. Six years. Yeah, that's a long time for Tig. And then she had signed a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. Right? Um, but was looking to get out of there, and you can get out of that in cases of you know, some sort of sexual abuse or harassment. Yeah. That's what it said. And, you know, media picks this up. Uh Man, it was one of the big stories on Good Morning America yesterday. Now to new controversy for Tiger Woods. His ex-girlfriend is asking a judge to free him from a non-disclosure agreement. She says Woods had her sign. Kenna Whitworth has the details for it this morning. Good morning, And, and so they went into the whole thing. But there was another part of this story that apparently uh, some of the people that work for Tiger told her after the breakup this last October to pack for a short vacation. And so she did. And so then they took her to the airport. And then when she got to the airport, she was told, yeah, you're not going back into that house. You're out. Wow, man. You hadn't heard that part of the story, <laughs> No. Right? That's why I thought it was interesting. <laughs> well, so, did she at least have a ticket for a flight somewhere? Okay, I'll read to you from the story because... My takeaway was, I don't think she went I anywhere. I don't think she did either. She went to the airport. That was <laughs> and it. then they had put her up in a hotel to stay for a little while. Yeah. Paid for some expenses. But as the story goes, it's Erica Herman, who is 38, lived with Tiger for six years, filed the court papers alleging that the agents of Tiger tricked her into leaving his Florida mansion, again, saying she was heading on a short vacation, specifically by trickery. Agents of the defendant convinced the plaintiff to pack a suitcase, okay? Once at the airport, told her she had been locked out of her residence. Oh, boy. Yeah. Whoo. Man. <laughs> man. Imagine that agent or whoever it was that was hired doing that, going home. Hey, honey, how was your day at work? You'll never believe it. I just... 
Yeah. I just dropped this broad off at the at the airport and told her, yeah, don't come home. Yes. And, dude, here's what – it gets stranger. Okay? At least to me it does. Um, under this question that read, and this is new information, does this case involve allegations of sexual abuse? Herman ticked the box for yes. So then in a separate court filing, and this was uncovered by the Daily Mail um, – He's also suing Woods for $30 million, claiming severe emotional damage. That Tiger's representatives removed forty grand of her money. And it also says that she provided valuable services at Woods' request as part of an, and this is how it reads, no joke, oral tenancy agreement. Hmm. A what? Oral tenancy agreement. Tenancy? Tenancy? Tenancy. Like you're a tenant. Hmm. Well, is that I mean, mean she all expenses that contract, related to yeah. her residency were fully paid by the defendant or its privies. So oh, that's the update there. She's probably had to mow the yard and shovel the <laughs> snow and that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. But she was informed at the airport she would not be allowed to return to the residency that is... um, without legal counsel to aid her. Um, she felt like she was just like, floored by the whole thing so there you go see where that goes that's cold man tig that's cold oh maybe yeah, they man. had a blow hey, going up. On a little vacation pack up yeah. yep you're not coming back oh maybe they had a blow up and he was worried that you know she was going to come at him with a golf club or something and he's like been down that road before we're, yeah i don't need any more we're just nine changing the locks the now forget all that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> lived that one before <laughs> keep an eye on that Okay, David, I know you have a story saying people think Adderall is being tainted right now. Wow. Uh-oh. And how Americans watch local sports is about to change. I don't know if you saw this big deal. We'll get to that as well coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Health news. Yeah. Tainted. Prescriptions? What? Well, people are worried right now if they, uh, like you, have a mental illness and suffer from ADHD. Hey, I'll take that from Robbins. And then I'm, I'm trying that to. That was grandfathered in. I'm trying to help you here. Give it's you on some, our bio. We reach out to people who are special like you. Yeah, some Shut news up. you could potentially use. So people online uh, are spreading this idea that the uh, Adderall that they're taking isn't working like it used to. Now, there's been an Adderall shortage for months. Really? Yeah. I know. You hadn't heard anything about that, Jamie, had you? It's been crazy, honestly. Yeah. You're calling all over the place, and you're talking to different pharmacies saying it just ran out, or as soon as we get it, it's filled, and people can't get it, yeah. and they're driving all over the place to try to get it. The good news is, though, when you start the medication, they mm -hmm. tell you it's not addictive. Right. And that's good news. So so some people are thinking... <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. That's sarcasm. I was just going to say, hold on a second. I yeah. did see it. They did a report on, on NBC the other night about this, though. Yeah. About how it was, and people were selling the Adderall, which is 1D, doesn't work as well. 
Hmm. That's what that's what they're they're wondering. Like, what is yeah, it exactly, exactly that has changed? Has something actually changed with it? Well, the short answer is, as far as we know, no, nothing has actually changed. But what may have changed is one: people are more anxious because they don't know when they're going to get their next their next fill. So you're automatically at a heightened sense. Maybe if you have a supply of Adderall. But you're thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, every time you take one, you realize, oh, no, I don't know when I'm going to be able to replace that one. And the reason for the shortage in part is because, well, telemedicine during the pandemic. Yes. A lot of people were getting brand new Adderall prescriptions. Yes. Uh, because Without ever seeing a doctor. Um, and then they were saying that some, in some cases you might have to switch to the generic. Well, depending on what generic you get, what coats the pill may actually affect the way your body uh, absorbs the medication. So it's the same dose. There's nothing wrong with the actual drug itself, but whatever they use to coat the pill to hold it all together may be different and may be affecting your way of absorbing the medication that you're taking. Well, I think I just told you guys. I just It took a while to fill a script, and it is different. These are round. It's yeah. not the oval what it was before so as far as the coding i don't know yeah and i think you guys know and you've been frightened by it um i've been saying drug free in 23 for about the last six months like different medications that i gotta put on what 2005 mm -hmm. um that i really would like to be done with um and you know i could take you through the whole thing i've been encouraged not to by different doctors at different points in time and Finally got, you know, a few to agree that, you know, it's worth a try. Um, so that's what I would like to do. And working on one of them right now. But the Adderall will be later this year. And I know every time I bring that up, Robbins, you get frightened. Well, I don't know what that means for me. <laughs> because sitting, it all goes back to you. I'm yeah. sitting in the studio. Not about my well-being. Somebody who could freak out any moment. Oh, that's not true. Going to be doing the train spotting thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. You know why I'm worried about you, Robbins? No, why? Because I saw this headline today. How Americans watch local sports is about to change as cable bundles unravel. Uh-oh. So the owner of Ali Sports is expected to file for bankruptcy. Warner Brothers Discovery looking to exit regional sports businesses. Well, Bally Sports is huge, man. Well, you're talking about over half of Major League Baseball teams yeah. and the regional broadcasts. Mm -hmm. They're finding it harder and harder to make money doing this. Because the price to pay is so huge. Mm -hmm. And in the end, they're saying this could go down all the way to player salaries. Because there's not as much money. People are not finding it as lucrative. Well, TV money is factored in, yes. Yes. To payrolls, yeah. So then you could be on your own with your own subscription for your team, that sort of thing. Which, depending, could end up costing you more. Yeah, I've got one right now for the whole league, so. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David, would be? Oh, man, there are a lot. I mean, I, today I learned that a bunch of MAGA Republicans apparently want to defund the police. At least that's according to Joe Biden. Of course, he's yeah. lying about that. No, they're, I don't know anybody who's out there saying defund the police on the right. Nobody is saying that. Well, he says a lot of things that make no would sense. The, would would, would we, the, all of our allies. Yes. If you try anything to raise the cost of precision jobs, I will veto yeah, it. Yeah, precision jobs, and they wanted to fund it, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
Whatever nonsense he's saying. I bought a bunch of precision jubs because I know they're going to be rare pretty soon. Well, I think I'm going to use it to replace the Adderall yes, for later this year. Jubs. Uh, Kamala Harris apparently is worried about climate mental health. What does climate mental health oh, mean? Oh, God, this is crazy. <laughs> Get to that and much more coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Is that a news update? What did you just say? Yeah, well, we, we have a celebrity who is suggesting that perhaps, maybe, just maybe, murder is a solution to uh, uh, legalizing abortion nationwide through all nine months of pregnancy. We're not talking about the, the abortion itself. We're talking about murdering pro-life uh, 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 politicians. Who said that? That's according to Jane Fonda on an ABC News program. The View. Wow. Yeah. Of the View. Of course, they agreed so, with her. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Well, so well, Joy Behar actually kind of winced at that. <laughs> but so they're talking about abortion, and she's saying, "No, we're not going back." Blah, 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 all this stuff, right? Okay. Um, and then this happened. So it's marching and, and protesting. What else do you suggest? Well, well, it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. What did you say? Murder. <laughs> She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run that's with it. Worse. She's joking. just kidding. It's well. Let me talk to you about. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. ABC funny. News. Funny. Yeah, laughing Good about stuff. murdering politicians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to take him to task for that. I won't. Because I know what we say off air. <laughs> hey, but we don't do it on air. <laughs> Dance sometimes, but not that far. Yeah, but well, I, it, it's not funny. I mean, they're not funny. I mean, Jane Fonda. I mean, the expiration date was years ago. Well, she's and, the same age as Biden. I think they know, suffer from the same ailments. So there's got to be a purpose and some yes. sort of relevancy. And she's trying, I guess. Which is kind of well, sad. Got a new movie out. So what? When's the last time she had a good movie? A good one? Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, that whatever Grace and Frankie or Frankie and Grace show yeah. on Netflix is pretty popular. When's the last time she had something good? <laughs> I've never seen Frankie. I haven't seen it either. To Frankie be and oh. Wilma? I think I saw part of a trailer, and I'm like, this isn't for me. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's very popular Netflix series. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. <laughs> it's probably pretty popular. <laughs> Just not interested. Um Kamala Harris is talking about climate mental health. What Boy, is hi. that? This is new. Uh, yeah, she was doing an event and decided to talk about how young people are scared to start families now because of climate change. Well, who the hell told them that it would be dangerous to start a family because of climate change? I wonder. Oh, my gosh. Roll this. One of the young leaders was talking to me about mm. climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. Climate mental health. And she talked, I said, I think I understand that, but unpack it for me. And she talked about how her peers are thinking about it. One example is, you know, whether when they're ready, could they start a family? 
Has she gotten coached somehow in her delivery to put more wine in it? I, I don't know, man. Do you hear it? Is it yeah, just I me? do, yeah. Worried about what that would mean. <laughs> and the stress of it. They were talking about it in terms of their peers. Trying to figure out, you know, they're going to have to get a job and they're going to have to make a living. But what can they do and how can they adapt the education that they're having now to their activism? They got to get what? a job and make a living. And they're, a, they're scared. And the adulting is hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the babies. Here, here, here's a start. Quit telling young people that the earth is going yeah. to die in 10 years. Well, exactly. That would help. Quit filling our heads full of that stuff. Well, you know, the other part is telling people, you know what, we're overpopulated, okay? Having kids is irresponsible. Because as far as I can tell from anybody that knows their stuff, it's the exact opposite. That birth rates are declining. Oh, well, they are. At an alarming rate to where it's a crisis. That's well, a fact. When I mean, when you have socialized med- medicine, uh, medical care systems around the world that are starting to really, really buckle, whether it's the NHS in the UK, whether it's the Canadian healthcare system, Finland, that, this has been a crisis for more than a decade now. The reason is because there are too many older people. It's, there's not enough young people restocking the coffers yes. with tax dollars because the birth rate has declined so significantly. And then there's a whole bunch of other problems in different areas where the birth rate declines, then home values plummet because there's more homes than what's needed. It, it this crate. Well, I heard a whole, you know, probably half hour chat about this. It was Jordan Peterson and a guy that just did a documentary about the declining birth rate. They were also telling the story about more and more you have these people, and this is men and women that get to thirties, forties, and then fifties. You know, thinking it was everything was going to go into career, and there was no family, and then there's this feeling of desperation, and then realizing it's too late. He said, and of course, it's worse for women because there are, there's a chance at least a guy can still find someone that might want to have kids, but a woman only has a certain amount of time. And apparently, Peterson tweeted out recently, or something on social media. The message of he thinks that it's been awful, the message that's been told to young women for so long now, that a career was going to bring them fulfillment and happiness. And they sort of bought into it and then come to find out they were absolutely wrong, that they really desired to have a family because in the end, only 5% of people, and this is men and women, don't desire to have a kid. I didn't know that until mm. I was listening to this. 5%. But it's 30% of women right now that are childless. And a lot are very unhappy about it. He said the vitriol he got from that tweet was worse than most of the stuff he ever gets, which is saying something <laughs> with Jordan Peterson. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, miserable people don't want to admit that they're miserable. Correct. And people who've been lied to never want to admit that they've been lied to about it. And I, you know, I think with men and women, I mean, how many times does somebody at the end of the road say, you know what, I wish I would have spent more time in meetings? Exactly. Nobody well, does that. You know how there's been a lot of talk about uh, 
for men, it's been growing in numbers, the amount of men that are celibate but not by choice. Mm-hmm. They just can't find a partner. Finding out more and more women are childless not by choice. And what they mean by that is they kept thinking there was time. Going to focus on everything with career now. But then there was more responsibilities and then trying to fit it in and then build into a relationship of someone you could have kids with. And then all of a sudden, the clock's running out. And it's really kind of sad. Well, when you take in abortion into account. And, oh, yeah. And then you take in the erasure of women in culture with transgenderism. We also take into consideration birth controls. It, it, since the 70s, what I mean, it's, the birth rate has dropped. It's crazy. You get into the Japan numbers. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. It's something. Mm-hmm. Other news out there. I mean, we need more kids because, damn it, I'm going to tap into that Social Security before you know it. it well, bad, damn well better be there. <laughs> you better get on the stick and start having kids. Let's go. Um, I saw this headline, and we talked about this uh, months ago, I remember. Coal keeping Germany's lights on. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Well, what do you know about that? Yep. Coal accounted for 33.3% of electricity production in 2022. That's in Germany. Uh, partly because coal picked up some of the slack from natural gas. And you go on and read this from the editorial board there. Um, blame renewables and the politicians who love them. The renewable share of Germany's electricity generation grew to 46.3% from 42% in 2022. The data point Berlin will want to highlight, but wind and solar don't work when the winds are still and the skies are cloudy. Utilities require cheap and easy alternative sources of power to match supply with demand in an advanced industrial economy when the weather doesn't cooperate. And that's exactly what happened. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. And then you had that whole pipeline situation. Mm-hmm. Who blew that up? Uh, they're thinking now a pro-Ukrainian organization. But no idea who, because they've ruled out Weird. it wasn't Russia. They didn't yeah. blow up Nord Stream 2. Hmm. I think we know it was us. wonder if Germany knows that and are pissed. Wouldn't blame them. Yeah. Anyway. Meanwhile, uh, update on Portland. They are finally, for a, we've wanted this for a while, mm-hmm. something to solve the homeless problem in portland yeah and we got it now well i i i i don't know i don't think so though but what what the uh the city of portland confirmed that the first of six planned large-scale sanctioned homeless camping sites nope that ain't gonna solve will it be will be located in inner southeast portland on a vacant lot between uh powell and 13th avenue uh so yeah th- there was a news conference yesterday where they talked about this i think it's uh what uh a hundred tents there with room. It's like a KOA, but for homeless people. <laughs> I was just going to say that. There's a hundred tents with room for up to 150 people uh, with access to food, restroom, showers, electricity, and storage. And I, I you know, and, and, and then they say, well, incrementally, we're going to start going after people who camp in, in non-approved areas. You know, the only way this type of thing works is if the enforcement thing happens fast and ruthlessly because you got to say look if you want if you are really just down in your luck and you find yourself on the street hey here's a new shelter that we've set up for you that's fine but then it also has to come 
you know, the whole carrot and stick thing. The stick has to be, but you're not sleeping on the sidewalk anymore. And you're not sleeping in that park. And you're not camping out in a green belt somewhere. You're not doing that anymore. We are not tolerating it anymore. But they Every won't do time, that. liberals try to help. They make it so much worse. Yeah. And sometimes your question is, is it because they just don't understand what they're doing or they know and don't care because it makes them feel good? I think I it could can't be both. That story. Could be. How about patio lantern equity? Are we going to have that? <laughs> well, you know, they're, they're not going to allow drug use in there. Of course not. And if you have a weapon, you got to check that at the gate. Seriously, that was part of it. you got to check your weapon at the gate. Okay, I'm sure everybody's going to do that. We'll see how that works. Cautionary tale out of Florida. Don't know if you saw this. Broward County. Um, There's a dude hanging out at the Hard Rock Casino. And he's a wealthy guy. And he took a couple ladies home. And then it turned sour. Um, You know what, David? Because of your history and news, Mm -hmm. and you hate the puns. Yeah. I want to play the local report. Okay. I think this was ABC 10 uh, because it's some of that in there. And there's one guy that you'll hear who is just this random construction guy with a goatee uh, that gives his two cents on this as the story is unfolding, which is hilarious. But this is the way it starts. We're back with a crime alert. A man taking a big gamble at the Hard Rock Casino with two women, and it didn't end up working out in his favor. They stole thousands of dollars worth of his stuff, and now police are doing all they can to find these thieves. Let's get to local tennis Trent Kelly, who joins us live from Hollywood with the surveillance video police hope will help in their search. Trent? Yeah. Yeah, Gio, the victim in all of this, clearly rolling the dice when he decided to bring home two women who he met here at the Hard Rock. His luck, though, quickly running out when those ladies left his bank roll, looking more bank corrupt now the key to catching those casino thieves according to deputies lies in some crystal clear surveillance video which they now want you to see are you impressed with the wordplay there there was six in there david (laughs) he may be a very nice man might be a a loving father or husband or son and i hate him with, well, we got more of the story, man. I mean, he's not done yet. Every fiber of my being, I hate this guy. <laughs> Can we expect a more? South Florida gambler making a bad bet after taking a chance on two women who vanished with most of his valuables? Just be safe, be careful. Don't drink too much so you know what you're doing. We gotta be smart. That's the dude. Mm -hmm. He's got one more piece of wisdom coming up in this story. According to deputies, it happened back in December when the victim met the women at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino before taking them home. When he woke up, he says his watches, his gun, Mm. even his shoes were all missing. Surveillance video from inside the victim's home, released by investigators, shows a pretty clear view of their faces. By the way, if you're wondering, listening... Uh, yeah, not worth it. Not even close. The victim is also seen. His face, though, is blurred. The video shows the two women walking around, yeah. one appearing to use the restroom before yeah. later running away with the victim's possessions. And when she's running, there's a wardrobe malfunction that they had to blur out. Mm. She's falling out of herself there. Detectives now hoping this clear footage will help someone identify the duo as cops warn others to be careful who you take home as you could be taken for everything. Okay. Here's the words of wisdom, and we'll just end the story with this. You ready? Mm-hmm. It can happen to any guy. We go out, we drink, we have a good time. You wake up, everything's gone. 
<laughs> that has literally never happened to me. Really? I'm just waiting for them to tag the story with like, I think we can all agree this was a, a bad gamble on a game of <laughs> poker. Chance. I like the way they're going to show the video and see if you recognize him. If a dude recognizes him, is he going to call? No. Hey, I know those two hookers. Yeah. Of course not. No one said they were hookers. Well, what are they? They just steal from dopes. Let's break them all. News update. Straight ahead. Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, Norway has become the fourth European country to limit uh, gender transition among minors. Good for them. As they have come out, the new Norwegian Healthcare Investigation Board has deemed that puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgery for children is experimental, saying that the gender-affirmative guidelines are not evidence-based and must be revised. And so what that experimental tag means is that there will be a significantly uh, higher amount of oversight on it, if not an outright ban, moving forward. It's the only responsible thing to do. Yeah, it really is. Just be done. Okay, we got to set you up for the Big Friday Five. You know what's happening this weekend. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, in, uh, savings time. Daylight, Daylight saving time. Daylight saving time. Yes, and yes. Um, talking okay. about the significance of the passage of time. Yeah, I know. I, I, well, we get it. It's about time. Do you like the daylight saving time? I don't care about that right now. All I care about is what's our countdown look like with, you know, songs with time in the title. Because I'm we... looking at the list right now, and I can't believe what's number one. And I can't believe what's two and th- Something's messed up with it. It's time for our Friday Five. It's a countdown we do every Friday. Here we go. This week, songs with time in the title. If you want to get in early, the number's 210-619-2053, and we'll kick it off next right here. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's time for a countdown. We do it every Friday. It starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Friday Five. Do it every Friday. Take a little break from news. And do a countdown. Have some fun. And you know what this weekend is? Springing back. Springing forward. Time. Spring forward, not back. Oh, yeah, fall back. Fall back, spring forward. You are fake yeah. news. I am fake news. <laughs> I apologize for it. Hey, the um, guy on the radio said we were springing back. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, but this countdown is really good. These songs with time in the title. And we go by how big a hit was the song or how iconic was it. And then we rank test of time scores. And then we put our own personal like score on each one, rank it together, and then we come up with our five. And, I mean, it's hard to argue with any song in the top five. They're all, you know, deserving. I think you could argue what placement some of them are. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's not to call anybody individually out for omitting certain songs from the five, but I think it will all be revealed as we go through it. <laughs> are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm fine. Just get a little nervous heartbeat there? No, just bones in my water. Mm -hmm. Got it. Don't even say it, David. Let's just get to the first call. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, First up, Billy in Portland. Hey, Billy. What's up? Billy. Hey, Billy. How's it going, fellas? Going great, man. Great to hear from you. Hey, I was thinking when you when you made the guffaw over falling forward, all I could think of was Robin's falling forward when he was drinking. (laughs) Yeah. How do you know what I was doing when I was drinking? I put the well, video out on social for, media a week ago. I always, fall for, I always fall for when I'm drinking. So Yeah, usually I fell back, though. That was a problem. Oh, uh, I've done that, too. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> good. All right. I was all set for a song with lights in it, and then you threw me for a, a curveball, so I had to go with Time by Pink Floyd. Dude, what an iconic song. Number three. Picking away the moments that make up If it's not my favorite Pink Floyd song, I would say it's in the top three. Is it in your top three, David? Because you're a big Pink Floyd fan. And yeah, well, in terms of just a well-crafted song, musically and lyrically, lyrically, this is a great song. It is. Um, then, yeah, I think this would be um, it's an iconic song. Definitely a tested timer. I love this yes. song. Yeah, I think it should have been higher than number three, honestly. I did have this at number two. Now, it made everybody's five, right? No. No. What? It did not. What it didn't happened? make mine. No. How, co- how come? Not a fan of the song. Okay. As you've said before, you can't argue taste. No, you can't. I think it's, right. I think it's because the line hanging on in quiet desperation cuts a little too deep. Oh, my. God, I swear to you. Oh, the guitar solo, too, man. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, I know we got to move on. We yeah. got a lot of songs to get. Who's <clears throat> I didn't next? Smoke bushel baskets full of weed every weekend either. So that, well, that's that true. Rough. That is true. Does it just rock too hard? <laughs> just move on. Will you? <laughs> all right, let's talk God, to. Dang Mar- it, I get ganged up on this show all the time. We need a fourth guy on this show. That's what we need. <laughs> let's talk to Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark. Gentlemen, been enjoying the show all week. Oh, thanks, Mark. Appreciate that. Hey, I've got a. Uh, Jim Croce classic, Time in a Bottle. There you go. Oh, yeah, yep. man. Yeah. I could save time in a bottle. The first thing that I'd like to I've told do this story on the air before. I don't know if I should do it again. Is to save every day till eternity passes this, away. This was played at your mom's funeral. It was not, but it was my mom and dad's song, and they were always looking forward to retirement. They were talking about this song, and yeah, she passed before retirement. Thanks for uh, picking it, Scott. It's also a a great wedding song, funeral song, at all occasions. Bar mitzvahs, grand openings. I mean, it's perfect for everything. You know what, man? It is a great song. 
It really is. And I man, it just makes me sad to hear it. That's why it's like, oh, golly. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But I know you did have that in your five. I did. Yes. Okay, who's next? Let's talk to CD in Roanoke, Virginia. Hey, boys, you guys are great. I love you, but um, you really shouldn't ask your neighbor to go to a Cindy Lauper concert uh, unless you get permission from the grandparents. <laughs> time after time. You played this a lot, Scott. If you yes. Did you ever see Cindy Lauper live in concert? Did not. I know we've talked about this before. You know, sometimes you can like a song, and then the artist, for whatever reason, they get too political, or they say a bunch of nonsense you don't like, and then you can't hear it the same way. That's where I'm at with that song. Yeah, I... I used to really like it. Of all the Cindy Lauper songs I played, that was probably my favorite. Yeah. Not Um, She-Bop? I played She-Bop. I played Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I played that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. True Colors. I played True Colors. That's still in your workout. That's that's when I want to get pumped up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who's next? I feel bad because I love that song. Yeah. Did it make you five? No. True Colors is a great song. Sure. Like you said, you can't work your taste. Well, David likes it too. I I do. I like it a lot. I like that song a lot. That's good, man. You guys should go to an art museum sometime and hold hands. Maybe we will. That would be awesome. Or we'll We'll, sashay. Well, we'll, we need to wait until pumpkin spice latte season. And, oh, and we'll yeah. do that. We'll get a we'll couple of PSLs and Dave hold hands his up cat, there. And I'll theater. bring mine. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's talk to Dave in Portland. Hey, Dave. <laughs> Morning, uh, MVCR. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Love Me Two Times by The Doors. You know what? I was just talking about this song yesterday. And yes, definitely uh, honorable mention on Love, Love Me Two Times. Shout out to my old friend Rob Seligman, who did some classic rock radio. And I thought he had a great line coming out of it. Definitely written by a, by a man under the age of 30. The doors love me two times. <laughs> wow. Like, nice one, Seligman. That's good. Yes. You, nowhere near your five, though, even though you're a Doors fan, David. Not, well, I'm not even really much of a Doors fan. I, I like When they're good, they're, they're great. I, I, I really like it. I, that's not my favorite Doors song, though. You know, one of the things I like bringing up the Doors on the show is Robbins making fun of the Doors um, and some of the lyrical nonsense oh, of was, Jim Morrison. There was and a Okay, what is your line? I whipped the horse's eyes and made him laugh. <laughs> And made him cry. <laughs> Whatever That's the, the hell line. That <laughs> uh, it's the Friday Five Countdown we do every Friday. This week, songs with time in the title. Uh, we have number three, but we're still looking for one, two, four, and five. And who's next? We got Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mary. You're on a roll. I'm a lot of number roll. ones okay. recently. What are, you, what are you thinking today? All right, let's do it. All right, I'm going to go with Too Much Time on My Hands by Sticks. Well played. Number five. Too much time on my hands. Got one of the five. Anytime you get one of the five. That's success for sure. Tough to get number one. I think it's really tough to get number one today. Yeah. That was a big hit. Oh, yeah. And what did you guys give that for Test of Time out of ten? 
think I gave that an eight. I mean, I it gets played a lot on classic. Yeah. Seven or eight, yeah. And classic yeah. is. Yeah, it's still pretty big. Yes. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's see. Let's talk to uh, another Mary in Panama City Beach, Florida. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys. I got through two weeks in a row. All that, right, huh? Mary. Yep. Way to get the through there. Is your brother have, listening? The stars have a line. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he yeah. is. He sure is. We're checking back and forth. He, his guesses, my guesses. Um, and I hope this one makes your top five. Uh, by the way, great show this week. Thanks for sorting all this madness out, you guys, and making us laugh. Much needed humor. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. It's kind of you. How about good times, bad times? Zeppelin? Zeppelin. You know what, Mary? You're awesome. Um, I Ooh. certainly had it in my five. But I think I was the only one, right? Yeah. I, I love this song. I like the song. I mean, iconic. It's way up there, man. And when I was, I mean, it's been a while, but doing rock radio and classic rock radio, that was always played. I'm you just, tell me it doesn't get played anymore? To me, I, I can't. Who's running those places? I don't remember the last time that I heard that song. Not me either. Played on the radio. Oh, I, that's a bunch of wanks. They should yeah. be playing that. Oh, I agree. I, I love that song. <laughs> yes, dude. Good call, Mary. Classic rock that really rocks needs to make a comeback. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of classic rock that doesn't rock out there. <laughs> Hear that? That's okay. A, that's a unique format, too. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, we got to reset. We, I mean, we're still looking for one, two, and four. Wow. Songs with time in the title. Again, the number is 210-619-2053. 210-619-2053. And we'll wrap up the Friday Five next. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, got a news update in less than 15 minutes, and then the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day. But first, got to finish up the Friday Five, songs with time in the title. Spring ahead this weekend. That's right. That's what it is. Um, what? That's a Robbins favorite right there. I didn't pick that. You have in the past. I was surprised you didn't have it again this time. It was a big hit, number one record. Yeah, Bill Medley and Jennifer Warrens. I've had the time of my life, but that didn't make the top five. Pink Floyd time was number three. Sticks too much time in my hands, number five. We're looking for one, two, and four. And back to it, David. Well, let's talk to Ed in Oregon. Hey, Ed. Yep. Hi. Hey, Ed. What you thinking, buddy? Well, I'm thinking Mick and the boys. Time is on our side. Dude. I had that in my five. Good call. I'm the only one that had that in my five. I still love that song. Why did you roll your eyes, Scott? I didn't. I like the Stones. David, you saw it. A little bit, yeah. Why'd you roll your eyes? That's fine. Yeah, I'm... Okay. Doesn't rock hard enough for me. 
<laughs> All right, who's next? Let's talk to Flip in Peoria. Hey, Flip. What's up, fellas? Great show. Listen, last time I made it to the top five, called in with the same artist to make my mom proud and David happy. It's Cher. Turn back time. Flip. Way to go, bye. Yes, it's true. David has seen her live. I have. It was a magical evening as well. She is a great performer. Weren't you married to her for like 10 days? You know what? I didn't real. I didn't remember that, but then you showed me the wedding photos. You DJed the wedding. Yeah, I did. Totally forgot. My goodness. We share doing the chicken dance. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I was right after the almond guy. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm feeling very sad at the moment right now. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. So sad. Yes, yes. Agreed. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Brian in Oregon. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. Aloha Friday. Aloha, Brian. Hey, yeah, I would bro. like to dedicate this to Hunter Biden. This is what he wished he could look like in drag while yelling like the QAnon shaman. All he had to do was a jump to the left, a step to the right, put his hands on his hips, bring his knees in tight. Let's do the time warp again. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Not quite the top five. Pretty iconic, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to give it that. All right. Still looking for four, two, and one. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys. Love your show. You need to hire me into the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins marketing department because y'all just inspired me into coming up with your new two-word advertising slogan. Love it. They're brainwashing you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I like it. My song, Rush, Time Stands Still. Yeah, great song. Oh, man. You're the biggest Rush fan on the show, but not representing there. Well, wasn't a big hit contest the timer at all, so but I love it. Yeah, a lot of times I would say our favorite songs don't make the top five. Sometimes they do, but not all the time. Yeah. Like one of yours I know you would have loved to have had on that. The way you used to do that synchronized dancing at clubs, Scott. Yeah. yeah, I was quite the clubber in the 90s. <laughs> All right, who's next? Let's talk to John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Hey, happy Friday. Happy you know, Friday, John. I really thought I would be over. Hey, I thought I would be over it by now. I mean, it's been close to six months since uh, Robin's deprived me of my lifelong dream of a walk-off when I had Boston's uh, peace of mind. So maybe today's the day to get me past that hump. Yes. Let's go with Boston for play well, a long time. I can tell you this. That was my number one. David, where did you have no, it? That was my number one. All right. It's all set up for us. Roll it. Number two. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's iconic. It's epic. It's a test of timer. I never tire of this song. I love this song. Okay. Where did Scott? Where did you have it on? I your didn't list? have it on my list. Nope. You didn't have it in the top five. Honorable mention. Yeah. yeah. Wow, man. 
Okay. Scott so I guess we just got to roll them it's now. Tom huh? Scholes' 74th birthday yeah. today, by the way. All right. Our number four. Number four. Okay. Foreigner. And number one. Number two. Well, no, not two. What's number one? Number one. Scott, you didn't have poison on the last time we did this, and you voted for it high. I, lo- I like this song. Wow. It's just fun to me. Wow. This it is the Markley like Van Camp and Robin Show. Wow. So we had to wrap it up right there because of time. Holy smokes, man. I'm surprised by that. You like it. It's a fun song. It is I've a always great, ranked it song. in the top five. Yeah, it's a good song. But I didn't have it in the top two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, where did you have it, David? I had it three. I had it at three. Yeah. So then how does it get to one? Oh, because well, Robbins didn't have Pink Floyd or Boston. Yeah. If Well, yeah. If Robbins had had... Well, the Pink Floyd thing, I don't think would have mattered mathematically. Okay. But by not having Boston in the top five... Poison, even though no one had it at number one individually, Poison got lifted up to number wow. one. Wow. Okay. Scott? <laughs> I like Poison. I'll take the kick if you want me to. But All I right. Like News update and the Robbins trifecta next right here. Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Robbins trifecta coming up in a few. News update, David Van Camp. I think this is a big deal because, you know, we're talking so much in the United States about (laughs) gender-affirming care for kids, which is really just code for uh, radical, unproven, untested uh, hormone therapy for children, and then castration and uh, double mastectomies for healthy young girls. Um, well, it's awful. N- now there's a fourth European country that is saying, yeah, we got to take a step back from the brink. This is in Norway. The Norwegian Healthcare Investigation Board has deemed that puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgery for children and young people is now experimental. That's how they've classified it. Basically, what... What that means is that there's uh, much greater scrutiny and oversight of it and probably does pave the way for an all-out ban. Because basically they looked at the data and said, wait a minute, there is no data that back up that this is helpful to anybody. No. This is not good. We, we, need to, we need to really take a step back here. This follows uh, what the UK, I believe, and there are some other uh, UK, Sweden, Finland... Uh, and now Norway, uh, but like in England and Sweden and Finland, they explicitly call out the group of young adults whose development is still ongoing and saying, hey, wait a minute, this could be really damaging to them. Uh, Norway uh, is saying, look, this needs to be pulled back. Well, if you just play the percentages, yeah. 80% grow out of it. That's, that's a generous estimate. I mean, that's a more yeah, I've heard it over 90. Say, I've heard it over 90, but the latest stats I saw, yeah. at least 80%. Yeah. 
And and so to actually say this is the best thing, the gender affirming care. Yeah. And I mean, and when you have the president out saying that. To parents you know, of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. No, it's not. Yeah. Man. Just lying to people. Yeah. And then you're trying to figure out, and I know you're getting into mind reading, but why are they doing that? Do they really think this is going to be helping kids? Because I understand you know, from a liberal perspective, sometimes critical thoughts not put into it. It's just going on feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like it would, it would help them. Well, critically think about it and look at the evidence. It doesn't. And for some of, you know, for some of these countries, they're looking at all these lawsuits. Holy crap. We can't keep doing this. Yeah. That's what happened in the UK. Yeah. That's why they shut it down. Well, now we're just starting to scratch the surface of the lawsuits. Oh, definitely. I mean, this will yeah. this will be a big deal in the next 10 years or so uh, no here doubt. in the United States because they're they're ruining a lot of people's lives uh, by just pushing this and pushing it and saying this is we know this. It's science based and it's really not science based. It's a guess. And a lot of this comes out of academia where people really don't experience the real world. And they there's this group think that happens and it gets pushed out into uh, medical practitioners with extremely questionable ethics who just do this because they think, well, you know, this is this is just how this needs to roll. And well, there are, some people have this financial stake in it. Oh, definitely. Because you can make a ton of money off of it. And then you have another group of doctors that know better but they have to follow the rules of their organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just going to take brave people to be willing to risk their careers to stand up and say, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. This is insanity. Well, and, and I know this isn't an exact one-to-one comparison, so don't read into it too much. I'm just talking about the, the general idea of a group of people pushing something and people cowering down, uh, being afraid to be called out, called different names. It reminds me of that... Uh, piece uh, that came out a few months ago uh, about uh, in post-war Germany, uh, the government decided to go with this program that had been talked about and developed in academia that uh, paired up foster children or kids without or orphans with pedophiles. Yeah. And the thinking was... <laughs> In academia, the thinking was, well, they're not going to hurt the children because they could be in love with the children. And there were so many lawmakers in Germany, because World War II was not that, had not been that long ago, who were so afraid of being called Nazis, anti-science, fascists. Does that sound familiar? Of course it that does. They, that they just sort of looked the other way <laughs> when it comes to a program that's obviously on its face problematic to say the least well said man jeez all right robin you ready for your big yeah, let's three roll, man. okay let's do, let's do it are you ready it's the three most important news stories of the day i hit the trifecta well at least according to scott robbins it's the trifecta on the markley van camp and robin show every day this time the scott robbins trifecta his top three stories of the day Always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. Coming over this weekend? Yes. All right. I'm ready. Bring the pizza. Three. 
Uh, number three, uh, the president of Mexico, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Thank you, David. He is, uh, well, one, threatening to uh, put out an information campaign to get Republicans to not be elected. He's supposedly going to be pushing out some sort of uh, <laughs> message to Mexicans living in America to not vote for Republicans because he's been out of shape over Republicans talking about Mexico's role in the fentanyl crisis. It, this is unbelievable. He's got a word for us. What? Basically, fentanyl is your problem, not our problem. Despite the evidence, the Mexican president says his country does not produce or consume fentanyl. He said that's your problem in the U.S. See, count the cartel, cartels in there. Now, it's interesting because the Mexican government had previously acknowledged that fentanyl is, in fact, produced at labs in Mexico using some of the chemicals they get from China. Yes. Fentanyl, by the, blamed, uh, by the way, is blamed for 70,000 deaths a year here in the U.S. He said, here, we do not produce fentanyl, and we do not consume fentanyl. The United States take care of their problems of social decay, not ours. <laughs> Now, he knows which side his bread is buttered on here, too, doesn't he? Of course. I mean, the cartel's operations certainly give him more money than the U.S. ever could or would in any sort of trade deal or partnership. Yep. So he's going to say now that not only do they not send it here, they don't produce it there. They really don't even know what fentanyl is. I don't know if he means their government or their companies. He can't be talking about the cartels. He's got to There's protect no the cartel. Of course. We're getting closer and closer to number one. <laughs> slimy, slimy. Scott people. Robbins trifecta. Two. Man. Uh, this is a wild story. An 81-year-old survived a week stuck in snow. Golly. How about this, huh? It's been uh, nearly a week since the 81-year-old left his home in Big Pine, California, taking a drive back to his wife in Nevada. He hasn't arrived. Six days. He's a former NASA employee, by the way. He was rescued from the snow. He said he survived on biscotti and a couple of croissants. The whole thing is a miracle, his grandson said. It's hard to think a man his age could do so much with his life, create such a legacy, and then get trapped in a car and die. See, that's what I'm afraid of. This is the type of stuff. That you would you die, do, that you, you wouldn't to, survive you like the 81-year-old? Every, you try to do everything right, and some freak snow accident kills you. <laughs> well, that's life, man. Guy's probably, you know, not eating beef and he's exercised daily and he's not drinking or smoking. <laughs> this is how you go. Good thing he had a biscotti and some croissants with him. <laughs> Apparently he's going to be okay. That's good. It's a good dude story. Yeah, I like the story a lot. He's 81. It's odd that you like the story a lot, yet your own fear comes out of it. This is how I don't want to go. Well, I just hope that, uh, you know, I'm kind of like him. That's why I never leave home with croissants. <laughs> <laughs> and the countdown continues. Always in my pocket, sir. The Scott Robbins trifecta, yeah. top three of the day, up to number one. Number one, you're telling me that genital preferences are hateful. This is a crazy story. What? There's a debate that's been going on Twitter within the LGBTQ community. The debate involves the lesbian and gay members who are resisting the tendencies of queer theory, an ideology advanced in higher education to present conflicting, even regressive messages about the ability to find love in same-sex relationships. I've seen a huge surge, one said, 
And I am now anti-trans because someone told me I wasn't allowed to have a genital preference. The subject, of course, comes up with the transgender. When a cisgender person does not want to date or is not attracted to transgender men or women, they are transphobic. Yes, we, we've actually heard that for a while. Isn't that something? Yes. Yeah. So I don't, I'm, I'm a gay guy. I don't want to date a dude who was a woman. I have a problem with that. You're, yeah. I'm transphobic. You're transphobic. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's why I think we've said it many times. You just take the label on. Okay, fine. Then I'm transphobic. So right. what? That's why we need, we need some law that per- so are, what, forces you to date of the public. trans people. Yes. Every third date has to be with somebody trans or we throw you in jail. Dude, you know, when what? we talked about it before, and of course the left's not going to talk about it very much, there's no. a huge battle going on with the alphabet group. I agree. Well, they keep tacking numbers and symbols and letters on the whole thing. And, I mean, it's it's like, to me, I think saying LGBTQ 2S plus blah, blah, all that nonsense that they add on to it is an insult to uh, the gay people I've known in my life because Absolutely. they're not freak shows like a lot of the people. It's LGB freak show, honestly. Yes. And everything is revolving around that part of their identity. Right. Like that has to be their entire identity. Yeah. And you have to be with the group and go along with whatever the group says. And so then you get into the trans stuff, and then you get into, yeah, well, we got to be in there teaching, you know, five-year-olds. And you have, you know, gay men and women across the country going, whoa, 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 whoa. Who said that? No, I'm not a part of that. Well, it's also we're in conflict with women's rights groups. Yes. Now, when you're starting to erase womanhood, oh my gosh, and give awards women traditionally going going to women, always going to women to men who think they're women. Yes. <laughs> it's and, and, and again, I, it, to, you you either have to accept it 100 percent or you're a transphobe. Right. So These gay well dudes are going, hey man, I'm not dating that person. No. Yes. And there you have it. Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three every day. Okay. News update. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. Thank you. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you. Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So this, apparently this happened uh, about a little less than two weeks ago. But now we're getting some more details of it, including footage of this. It was in Washington County, Oregon. Uh, a guy by the name of, let me see, Eddie Villalobos was standing trial for murder. A suspected murderer. Well, as you can see in the courtroom footage, he's standing up at ahead of the trial beginning. The guy just books it. He jumps. He jumps over, over a chair, runs out the courtroom, out through an employee exit, flees the courthouse. Right? <laughs> yeah. They found him uh, a couple hours later uh, in in a Hillsboro apartment. Uh, he was trying to break into somebody else's apartment, and so they found him, luckily, and he's back in custody. Now, 
The question is, how exactly was this guy, who's an accused murderer, facing a slew of other felony charges, why was he able to just, like, jump out and, like, leave the courtroom like that? Well, because in the state of Oregon, you have to remove the shackles of the accused. That's right. <laughs> when they go into the courtroom. That's right. <laughs> they, no handcuffs, no no leg restraints, no nothing. Wow. Because equity. Did you hear... Equity. Did you hear they found him in that apartment in a closet with a blanket over him? (laughs) (laughs) He pulled a blanket over him. Can't see me. (laughs) My gosh, man. You know, it just reminds me. I saw this thing. It was just, you know, a little lifestyle story about states and the popular nicknames that couples give each other in these states, like more than other states. And I saw it like in Washington and Oregon, cutie is the nickname most people use. If you're looking at, say, Illinois, Ohio, North Carolina, it's Shorty. I've never heard that before. Shorty? A nickname that couples would give each other? Huh. Have you ever heard that, Shorty? No. David? No. Okay. Um, baby Daddy is used the most in Georgia, Michigan, Tennessee, Texas, and West Virginia. Mm. Cute little name for each other. Are couples call each other this? Yeah. And then there's Bay and Boo and... Sweetie. Where's Jerky Ruin My Life? Is that on there anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) Hubby is. Wifey. Ah. Baby girl. Sugar daddy. All that. What's one of your favorites, Scott? I just want to know. People want to know. Honey? (laughs) Sweetie? I don't know. So you could go 80s hard rock and just shorten it to hun. And then with the H-O-N, you put the two dots above the O. There. Thank you for that. So you just learned something. Let's get to When the match. going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. You know the history of Nimrods. We've seen some pretty disgusting things that people do to other people, sometimes neighbors go back and forth, and sometimes it can get violent. There's something about this particular story that's especially offensive to me. Um, and maybe it's just me, you tell me. This is in Australia. It was six months people didn't know where it was coming from. This guy would vomit down onto his neighbor's balconies. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> what is that? Just like some, I've heard of passive aggressive, but I'm going to go out and stick my finger down my throat and vomit on purpose onto your balcony and done it repeatedly over six months. They finally just caught the guy. Jeez. How'd they catch you? Yeah. In the story, it doesn't say. Because in Spinal Tap, you can't dust for vomit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I forgot about that. Yeah. Still right now? Okay. Oh, and Beetlejuice 2, I guess, is going to be happening. Lori <laughs> Lightfoot's got to do something. <laughs> okay, there you go. And that's Nimrod's in the news.